Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. Welcome to Box Cutters episode two. I'm Josh Canal, and with me, as they were last week, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And Brett Cropley. Evening, viewers. You, you called them viewers last week as I well. I did. I did. I thought about it over the week. Right. It was something that uh, just came to mind as I was put on the spot last week. And there's a reason for it. Do you remember uh, the old Paul Hogan show? Yes. He always opened that show with evening viewers. Yes, that was a television show. Yeah. But we're talking to the viewers, aren't we? We're talking about TV. Wow. You're a genius, Brett Crumpley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get the reference and I get to talk to the viewers. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about TV. We open up the box and TV comes out of it. Or so is my understanding of the title of this show. Box Cutters is the name of the show. If you want to email us, theboxcutters at gmail.com. I got the first one in. <laughs> and, uh, and today on the show, we'll, uh, we'll be going through some of your feedback, mm-hmm. as well as uh, some published letters during the week. And we've got all sorts of guides to read letters from. Uh, talking about stuff that we talked about last week, because we love it so much. We'll have some news. Brett, you've got some ads for us. Uh, I've got one or two ads. Yep. Excellent. And uh, and some Ray Rot- Ray Ray Watch Ray Watch. I've actually put myself through uh, sitting through some Ray and some uh, Naomi over the week, and very interesting to see the Green Guide today uh, talking about. Yes, Ross Wynicki has also put himself through at least a week's worth of <laughs> of, uh, of Ray and what's her name Naomi. Naomi. Talk about uh, suffering for your art, sitting through those shows. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, and I think neither what we do nor what Ross does is uh, is art. That's Ross Warnicky. Ross yes. McQueen, on the other hand, yeah, but what an artist! I don't think it can be, can could possibly be condoned by the United Nations. It's got to be some sort of anti-humanistic kind of. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cruel and unusual. Mm. It is definitely cruel and unusual mm. punishment. Now, last week on the show, we mentioned that we'd try to get Marie Hardy in, uh, the creator of Last Man Standing, to talk about the show and uh, its unfortunate demise. Uh, she has. Well, taken, it is still going. It is. It is still going. Off. They haven't pulled it off, but apparently it's not going to come back. It's rumour, it's speculation, or is it official? I've seen nothing official from Channel 7 about that. Mm. Did you ask them? You know what? I haven't picked up a phone all week. <laughs> Everything I say today is going to be mere rumour and or speculation. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's journalism. Bring it to as you, it's done listeners, now. viewers. <laughs> and... Uh, and so she's away for a couple of weeks. We'll try to get her on when uh, when we come back. Yes. No, when she comes she back. She comes back. We're yes. still going to be here. Yes. It's really going to be one of those shows for me. Yeah. She might be off uh, writing on her next project. Oh. That will... Excellent. I'd love to find out about that. Mm. When she gets back, we, mm. of course, will still be here. Uh, let's go to some feedback. Sounds good. Yeah, that means you have to press the button, Brett. <laughs> Oh. Hang on. <laughs> That's our brand new bumper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice one. That was you from last week. Ah, oh, I knew you were going to do that. Because we said it in the show. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you going to use that? And you said, yes. That's how I knew. Through knowledge. Uh, Chad contacted us through the blog if you want to do that you can there's a blog there's a blog 
we've got it up and running. We've had it up and running during the week, yes. and people have found it mm-hmm. and commented on it. Mm. Uh, boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. That's boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. Having thought about it over the week, yes, we do need to simplify that and uh, get us get get its own little earl. I told you. I. D- you know what? I'm out of here. There's no difference now. We can still do it. <laughs> we will. We, we will. We will do that and then transport the whole thing over. But in the meantime, boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. If you, uh, if you can't figure that out for yourself, email us. Chad wrote to us and, uh, and said that he saw Ian Turpy's face mentioned on the, uh, oh, actually on the fame game during Temptation. Oh, wait a minute. No. New Price is Right is on, was on Channel 7, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So how does Ian Turpy end up being a Channel 9 celebrity, famous face? Well, I've thought about this. And, well, this was, this was Chad's point as well, mm-hmm. that the, uh, the host of Temptation, whose name is Ed Phillips, mm-hmm. uh, was going through all the faces on the fame game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chad writes, uh, Ed Phillips did a little spiel about each... Uh, each person the on, the, famous faces, on the famous faces. On the board. So, Graham Kennedy was there, and Ed Phillips says, Old oh, gra gra, blah, 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 blah. Chad actually wrote, blah, 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 blah. I'm not just paraphrasing. You know, I've never been sure if it's gray, gray, gra gra, or something else, that, that G-R-A, G-R-A. It's gra gra. Is it? Definitely. Sure, why not? Problems. Everything I why say today, <laughs> rumour and or speculation. Okay. Denise Drysdale, oh, old ding-dong, blah, 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 blah. Ian Turpy, insert uncomfortable silence for several seconds while Ed tries to remember exactly what Terps actually did for nine. And I can't remember. I, maybe Press Your Luck? Uh, don't with, so. Or was that Channel 7? With the whammy? Yeah. No, that was definitely Channel 7. Yeah. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh. I suspect it might have been back in the 60s. Uh, it might have had something to do with Terps being married to Livy when she was contracted to Channel 9 before she went and did Grease. Oh. Maybe. That's it's possible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just got him mixed up with baby John Burgess. But then, of course, the, the infomercials uh, went on all the channels, didn't they, with the Mega Memory dude? Well, that's... No, did they? Did they go on all the channels? I'm pretty sure I saw, saw, saw like, the, the synchronous playing on two channels at once, which, you know, if, if you had two TVs, you could watch it in stereo. Sure. <laughs> Rumour. On different channels. And or speculation, listeners. Mm. Uh, so thanks, Chad, for that. That uh, amused me no end uh, when I got that. And uh, thanks to everyone else who also commented on the blog site. You can uh, do that by going to boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. We'll simplify it at some stage. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. That's, and that's, that's all the, uh, the listener feedback I have. However. Yes. Ross has brought in TV Week. Always a quality read. Which uh, has amused me no end. Again. Is, is that a chick with a beard that I just saw on that page? That chick with the beard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, is, uh, I'm just seeing it over the top of the panel here. So That's a Jane's Addiction's own Dave Navarro <laughs> and co-host of Rockstar in Excess. Oh, which I haven't been able to see because I don't have your Foxtel. Whore TV. I, I love it. I love Rockstar in Excess. And if we get out of here on time, 
I'm going straight home to watch it. I'm very excited about that. And uh, it's, you know, it has almost nothing to do with how little clothing Brooke Burke wears every week. <laughs> almost nothing to do with that. But if, uh, if anyone's been following the letters in the Green Guide mm. about how disappointed viewers are that MDA is not coming back Say for what? another season. Say what? I know, apparently. When did this come up? Apparently, MDA, not coming back for another season. That certainly didn't come up in episode one of Box Cutters. <laughs> How long have you known about this? The, the, in the Green Guide, the letters say it week? every week. The letters say it every week in the Green Guide. About MDA not coming back. Yes. How, and what a shame it is. Mind you, towards the end of series two of MDA, mm-hmm. there were letters in the Green Guide saying, what a shame that MDA isn't coming back. And then it had a year off. And, and then it, it had a year back. off, and then it came back. Well, uh, what you know, the Stingers people, the, the cast of Stingers were kind of told that it might be back, but it won't be back next year, which was last year, maybe right. this year. See, Why I, are the cast of Stingers getting told anything about MDA? <laughs> <laughs> no, about Stingers. So Stingers might be back next year. Well, <laughs> could be. Yeah, sure. <laughs> If all of McLeod's daughters fall off their horses. Stinger's uh, lead man, Peter Phelps, is that? Yes, Phelpsy. Quite a uh, Green Guide letter writer himself. Oh. I remember last year his uh, letter talking about how TV shows didn't actually need any writers. <laughs> well, kind of bitching about, about how the cast didn't get credit for yeah. uh, coming yeah. up with their own little improvised bits and, and wanting writing credits. And then after getting the consistently slagged off. By just about every following letter he wrote back and said, no, you, you missed the point of my letter. <laughs> and it was actually a big apology, and it was just a couple of weeks before the federal election, and he was actually on the, on the ticket for the Senate for yes, the federal he was. election. Yeah. Oh, was he? Mm. Yes, he was for Victorian Senate. And I voted for it. And, uh, <laughs> and one of the- <laughs> I gave that group my, my first preferences. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the people who wrote a letter bagging out Phelpsy for that particular letter was Marie Carty, ah. who hopefully will be a guest on this show when and she gets another back. one was uh, Patrick Edgeworth. Yes, who was a, a teacher of ours, Ross. Yes. Back when we learnt stuff. Yes, and a fantastic writer. And the writer of BMX Bandits. Oh. Look amongst, it up on IMDb. Amongst many other things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cash and Co. and what have you. But BMX Bandits was the one that got us listening to what he was saying. <laughs> anyway, MDA. This is the star letter mm-hmm. in TV Week. Thank goodness MDA is back on the ABC. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is TV Week from when? Is it from the start of the year? No, no, it's, no. No, no, no is... it's this week. It's oh, this week. I think it TV might actually week. be last week. So. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually uh, September 10 to 16. So technically that lasts for this week. Yeah, though it actually comes out the week before. So right. It's like the monthlies, like, like your November editions that be out now. Anyway, for, uh, for Evan of Pingley, Western Australia, he... Uh, Is that Kirk Pingley? No, 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 no. He's from Pingley. He's not from Kirk Pingley. <laughs> Kirk, Pengi- Peng- Kirk Pengilly, meanwhile... <laughs> Is wearing the most ridiculous moustache beret combination <laughs> on Rockstar in excess. Anyway, uh, for for his efforts at finally working out that there is a Channel Two, mm-hmm. he gets three three DVDs for saying how fantastic it is that MDA that MDA is back just in time for it to get axed. Yes, bless, nice, bless. Had some good work from 
Pingly. Pingly. All the uh, all the letters in the Green Guide this week were pretty much about <gasps> how everyone loves Lavinia Nixon. I haven't gone back to read Chris, Chris Beck's character assassination. Of her. I was pretty blown away by those letters. I read it this morning mm. because I also went, Chris Beck, really? I don't... I haven't liked anything he, he's written in the past. And so, you know, I just flip over page three mm-hmm. of Green Guide now. I just don't bother at all. It doesn't matter who he's interviewing. And so I reread it this morning after all these letters. And it was outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. And I can't believe that he could submit something like that. Mm-hmm. The Green Guide would actually publish it mm-hmm. and not sack him instead. Well, I stopped reading Chris Beck uh, a few months ago when he did a bit of a hatchet job on Triple R, saying Mm -hmm. that it's community radio, all aspects of community should be represented, including the right wing. It should be pretty much uh, evenly spread, so the the right should have more say on Triple R. Fine, let them come in the door to Triple R and... You know, try to get a show up. Good luck to them. Chris, you know, he really... I think he... Do you think he's just trying to be controversial? Do you think he's got a bit bit of John Fane in him now? Or Darren Hinch? Oh, well, Darren Hinch doesn't try to be controversial. He just is. He just is. But I think it's got something to do with beards. Oh. Fane's got a beard. Hinch has a beard. Mark Day has a beard. Where did Mark Day come in? <laughs> I, you know what? I was trying to think of Neil Mitchell's name. Ah, what's Mark doing now? He's, he, does he doesn't he own Two Day FM or something? Uh, oh, no, no, no that that's could, Osterio. Yeah. Os- anyway, he's some media owner. Have we gone off topic? Yeah, no. Has Chris Beck got a beard? Is that what you're telling me? Ah, <laughs> oh, you know what? I've I don't know. I've never seen Chris Beck either. So where did the beard connection come in? <laughs> I don't even know if Chris is a, a Christopher or a Christine. It's a guy. Okay. Yep. Well, that makes it easier. Yep. Still, could be a Christine. <laughs> With a beard. <laughs> With a beard. Uh, that's it for feedback, Brett. That's all I've got. That's all you've got. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, let's, let's Rumor listen and to, speculation. Uh, to what was taking up all your time this week. That's great for a week's work, Josh. Hey, I did two more of those. <laughs> two more of those. Dancing with the Stars, Brett. Dancing with the Stars. I did uh, <clears throat> describe my uh, my trauma from accidentally catching the last uh, five minutes of last week's show, um, which wasn't good. Uh, if if you missed out <laughs> on it, then uh, click on click on that other link and uh, listen to Box Cutters episode one at our blog uh, or on the feed. At boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. Um, but uh, something that I've heard... You on- hate it every time you say it. I hate what? You, the <laughs> boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. <laughs> what are you talking about? You just, now that you've said it's too long, we need to just get a boxcutters URL. Fine. Fine, you're in charge now. Former One Nation leader Pauline Hanson has taken on is taking on reporting duties for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> she signed on as a roving reporter for the Seven Networks Dancing with the Stars Strictly Backstage, a supplemental to the main weekly show. She says Usually I'm on the other end and they're interviewing me. 
Now the shoe is on the other foot, and I'm ask- and I'm asking the questions. Backstage. So forward. she's on the other end with the shoe on the other foot. Mm, mm. Right. <laughs> uh, the main show is on Tuesday nights, hosted by Daryl Summers and Sonia Kruger. That thank na- you. That's thank the name you. of the bloke. Um, and I'm stri- never saying that again. Strictly Backstage will air on Sunday nights uh, with Kruger as host and Hanson helping to interview contestants. She goes on, I can relate to the dancers, uh, she says, who finished second to Beck Cartwright in the first series of the show. I've been in their shoes. I know what it's just like just before you go on and how it feels on the floor. So hang on, she's been in their shoes, which are now on the other feet, <laughs> at the other end. She worked her first shift on Sunday night, reporting backstage on the first episode of Series 3. Almost two million people tuned in to watch celebrities. Uh, Chris Barth, David Campbell, Michael Caton, Mickey Buckley, Dicko, Dawn Fraser, and somebody I've never heard of, Ada Nicodemo. Ada Nicodemo? Yeah. You've never heard of Ada Nicodemo? Never. She was on Breakers? Home and Away? She was on Home and Away? She was. Wait a minute. What's Breakers? <gasps> Brett Cropley. T- oh, are we oh. going back to like like Holiday Island? No, so. no, 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 no. Breakers was probably about 99 on Channel 10. And uh, just a quite great... Late, quite late. Oh, about 11.30. Late yes. Really great quality as far as a, an Australian half hour Car so crash goes. TV. <laughs> no, it was, was really, really, really I good. remember seeing it. And everybody saying that it was Car Crash TV. Anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ross. I, I'm sure you'll know this. If you rewatch The Matrix, is Ada Nicodemu not the White Rabbit? Yes, she is. I think that's spot on. At the door. Yes. You get yeah. no more star than Ada Nicodemu. Thank you very much. Um, Trinity? Shut up. <laughs> um, while we're talking Dancing with the Stars, mm. we were talking about uh, Daryl's upcoming album. And I can reveal this week that the album's name is You Make Me Feel Like Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and added to that, he's working on a new Hey Hey by Request DVD, which will be available by Christmas. Wow. I could, I could have that DVD playing while the CD was on and invite people around to watch my ass fall out of my body. <laughs> oh, oh, I can think of nothing worse except for Pauline Hansen hosting a TV show. Dancing with the Stars did take out the number one position in the ratings last week. In Australia, but not in Melbourne. Oh, really? In fact, didn't touch the top ten in Melbourne. What did touch the top ten in Melbourne and came number one again? Border security. Yes! Yes. And Which... I think that's because Melbourne was named as a mysterious and, uh, and fantastical uh, terrorist target. <laughs> and uh, which, which doesn't figure at all in the national figures. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. But border security, we love it in Melbourne. We love it. <laughs> there was a Channel 7... Uh, issue as well, Brett. You want to go straight into that? No, I want you to play a bumper and we'll go into the news. <laughs> See, that's the problem with this system. I have to turn off the channel while I'm queuing it up and then 
And I want to just jump in here. I've got uh, different information from you, and my information says that Dancing with the Stars was the number one show in Melbourne. Really? Yes, really. From uh, Darren Devlin from the Herald Sun. That noise, listeners, is me getting the green guide. Because I have a feeling I know what's happened here. I think maybe the green guide has printed last week's... No, they can't have. Yes. They did. <gasps> the Green Guide printed last week's... Uh, In fact, the week before's. The week before's yeah. ratings. Because uh, did Adelaide play St Kilda during the week? Anyone? <laughs> and that's the football content <laughs> for the show. <laughs> no, they didn't. Adelaide played uh, Port Adelaide. Right. Well, then, yes. The Green Guide has printed... I, I'm, or, I'm expe- or are they just behind? No, because this is exactly the same as last week's. Exactly the same as last week's. Mm. I'm calling them up. All right. <laughs> While you do that, uh, let's listen to this. <laughs> so was it two days for that one, Josh? Hello, Green Guy. Hello. Josh. Hello. I was on the Josh phone, Brent. <laughs> No, no, that was only a few hours. But, you know, I was exhausted by the end of it and had to take some time off. <laughs> had to have another lie down. Uh, some of the news around uh, TV at the moment. So Channel 7 have launched, finally, I believe it's taken uh, somewhere in the vicinity of seven years to actually get the suit up, uh, a billion-dollar battle against News Limited, uh, Packer Broadcasting Limited, and uh, basically everybody else. Everybody else that that has any sort of media involvement, I'm sure that we're going to be included in the suit there as well. Is that because of my comments about having my ass fall out of my body in relation to Daryl Summers? Partly. Right. Partly. Um, Channel 7 are claiming that uh, everybody ganged up on them and created a massive conspiracy uh, to win the rugby and AFL Broadcast rights uh, from Channel 7, specifically around their cable station, C7. Oh, are they, uh, are they talking about collusion? Yes. In this suit? Yes. Mm. Um, as, as far as kind of what I've been able to make out, uh, C7 used to be on OptusNet. Yes, correct. Right. Uh, which went broke, did they? C7 they, went they broke, st- yeah. When they lost the football rights, that was But OptusNet itself? Uh, no, I think Optus no. Optus, is... Optus Cable is still uh, is still around with its three viewers. Yeah. Well, no. since since you left them, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now, wasn't there an ACCC thing about it? About them being together and together with Foxtel. Oh, they did join up with Foxtel. Yeah, uh, about and... two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now there is a uh, a channel sharing agreement where uh, Optus had. Uh, movie One, Movie Greats, Movie Extra as their movie channels, and you can now subscribe to them with Foxtel as well. Uh, they also had MTV, which you can subscribe to with Foxtel, mm-hmm. and I believe Optus got Showtime and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Which, let's face it, is how it should have been all along. I mean, we're such a small market for having, what was it, at one stage, three ri- rival companies. Whatever happened to Galaxy? Yeah, Galaxy. Ostar. Ostar. Well, Ostar is still the uh, the provider in, in country go, areas. Yeah, it's rural. Oh, okay. Is that because it's just satellite? Yes. 
And that's all you can get there. So uh, through through all of those machinations, uh, C7 couldn't get a deal to continue broadcasting. And Channel 7 have spat it and taken them to court. And their legal bills are already, already be up over $100 million um, as far as just preparing to go into court. And it's going to be a massive case. Well, there goes the, the money they've saved from being top in the ratings through most of the year. Bye-bye. Um, and there is some talk too that uh, because I believe Channel 10 is uh, part of the suit and same with the AFL and with the mm. new um, rights being pushed through, whether they'll actually exclude Channel 10 and the AFL from uh, being sued. I heard a bit about that. 7 and 10 came together to, <laughs> to get the footy off Channel 9 and had it out of Eddie Maguire's hands. That That is the most ridiculous bit of... This is why we need a fourth network in Australia. It's why we need a fourth commercial network in Australia. Because two against one just isn't fair. (laughs) Not that there'd be any content at all. No, no. I mean, not even in in a place where there's a decent market is it uh, an easy task for for a new network to get up. I was in London when Channel 5 started up over there, and that was pretty grim. Nobody, nobody advertising on them. They didn't like. Yeah, there was no budget. They were showing topless darts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were the dart throwers topless? Yes. Or, okay. <laughs> and uh, and there were ladies. And hang on, I've seen, I've seen what dart players look like, <laughs> and them topless just isn't. That's just that's not good viewing. <laughs> I assume that it wasn't actually the most professional of darts players. It was more the professional of the toplets. Yeah, I think you're focusing on the wrong word there. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> and there was a bunny that presented the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you get with a new network coming into a new market. I'm not even sure that, that Australia has the population to be able to support three networks. We do, as long as uh, one of them shows nothing but repeats of Simpsons and everybody loves Raymond. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a uh, sidebar, too, to that, um, I believe the AFL bosses uh, went up to Canberra this week to lobby the government to relax their anti-siphoning laws in the hope that um, they will be able to show one less game on free-to-air and one extra one on pay TV. So that's good news for all footy fans out there. All well, footy fans footy, who have cable. Yes. Yes, yes great news for them. <laughs> it's terrible for everyone else, exactly. Uh, quite frankly, I'd, I wouldn't mind if there was one less free-to-air footy show. What, 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 what are they called? <laughs> Games. <laughs> A week. I wouldn't mind at all because... Do you remember when the footy finished? When it was on Channel 7 and then the grand final happened and then come October, mm. Saturday afternoon without fail, Get Smart was back on. <laughs> Yes. Because that's all is they that, have to is show. Is that all a- they're playing now on Saturday afternoons? Like every single week? Or have they got some real content? I don't know. I've got cable, Brett. Oh, they've got uh, Melbourne Woman. Ah, Has my sister was on that. Melbourne yes. Really? Yes. I've, oh, that's, that's I've a got high. a little snippet from Melbourne Woman. That's a high quality what? show. Because she's okay. a fiery. <laughs> all right. What is Melbourne Woman? Melbourne. Oh, well, it's basically an ad for QUV, isn't it? The uh, shopping centre in the city. Oh. Yeah, every, every part of the show seems to be shot there, and they all talk about how what you can buy there and how good it is to shop there, and that's basically it. When my sister was on it, they, they set, it, set it on fire, so she'd go... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's a joke. And 
What I what I'd like listeners to uh, to let us know because obviously we are Melbourne based. Uh, what do they show in other parts of the country when they're not showing Melbourne woman? And wouldn't that be a great superhero? Melbourne woman. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I'm just looking at the uh, listings, it is MW. Oh, yeah, and I think they had to abbreviate it. <laughs> too many syllables. <laughs> Maybe for us it's Melbourne woman and everywhere else it's modern woman or something. Right. Mm. But there'd be no point advertising QUV elsewhere in the country. No. What? They would do another iteration. Right. Sydney woman. SW. <laughs> well, good on them. And, Ross, you've got, uh, you've got some exciting uh, celebrity news for us. Um, celebrity news? Not sure about that. I would just like to say <laughs> a uh, shout-out, though, to a guy I went to school with, Robbie O'Neill, who briefly uh, became the highest-earning money earner through a quiz show by uh, taking out Temptation, the new sale of the century. Wait a minute, week. Guy called Rob O'Neill. Okay, so the, is this thing going off weekly? What's going no, on? No, this is the first. Didn't, time. didn't no, Stephen Hall win it like a couple oh, of Stephen weeks ago? Stephen Hall did win it, but Rob O'Neill won a lot more. He got more money. Yeah, he ran a whole shebang, which we think was just under eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it's about seven hundred ninety-five thousand. But that had happened before. There was some woman that that won it earlier in the year. Yeah, but he was he's the highest on. No, but also there was a, a woman earlier in the year who was the first person to get all ten questions at the end. Her name's Sharon, and I know her. <laughs> Is she from Reservoir? No. War? No. Uh, Sharon actually lives in Frankston. Hey, nice. Uh, but yes. She could buy Frankston for that. <laughs> she, she, you know, but who would want to? <laughs> who would want to? But Once I say, you clear um, it out, you've got some nice beachfront there. <laughs> But I say briefly because rumour has it that uh, Millionaire in oh, there yes. has gone off. So That is the rumour. They taped mm. it uh, a couple of Sundays ago. They won't get to play it this week because the Brownlow's on. Right. Rumour, uh, of course, presumably the being the uh, Channel 9 publicity department. Yes. Who did not pick up the phone to call me, <laughs> quite frankly. I wasn't picking up the phone. So that was the Josh versus Channel 9. Mexican standoff. <laughs> but um, the interesting thing with uh, with Rob O'Neill was that they had, uh, on his final night last Friday, they had him against uh, two male contestants. And as I'm sure viewers will uh, know well, um, they generally... Sorry, the Beatles are tuning up <laughs> in the studio. Uh, usually with um, Temptation, the new sale of the century, uh, contestants are led down by an attractive uh, model yes. uh, of the opposite sex. And um, there was no lead down on Friday night. Both, both, uh, both rival contestants were already sitting there. And I'm wondering if that's because they only have one model. I think it's probably because the end of the show would go a little bit longer than a normal episode if he does win the whole shebang. Because portions of the program that don't affect the outcome of the, of the game are edited out. Really? Maybe yeah. edited out. There's a lot in that show that doesn't affect the outcome of the game. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I've watched an episode. And, uh, Ross, you've also got some news about SBS. Oh, I'd just like to say a big congratulations to uh, SBS for their cricket coverage. Um, it was possibly the most tense and exciting and thrilling uh, series ever. And um, if SBS hadn't got up to the plate, we wouldn't have actually got to see it. So big Unless we had Foxtel, which I did, and, uh, and got to watch it on Fox Sports. Now, which cricket was this? This is the Ashes, Brett. The Ashes? The Ashes. 
vaguely heard this big thing in England. Uh, England won uh, in a, a strange way because they only actually won two out of the five games. Ah, okay. Uh, but England won. They're very happy. It's a tiny little trophy with the uh, ashes of some stumps in it, or a bale. A bale, one bale, one bale, one bale's worth of ashes. I've got to pay more attention to some of these other sports. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, if when it was more say, mainstream, I'm sure it would have uh, popped up on the radar. <laughs> when you say other sports, Brett, mm. do, do you pay attention to any sport at all? Is there any sport on television that you will watch? Mm. Some, some of the the. And we're not talking about topless darts. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, no. Right. No. Right, no. so really it was all about I'm, I'm, I'm much more a participant than I am a, a watcher, an observer. Don't in- look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've played the Community Cup in the last four years. Oh, yeah, well, f- fair enough. Fair Don't enough. I wouldn't. For you. Having said that, though, I, I do have a bit of a guilty pleasure in the footy show. Really? I do. Well, this is, this is a topic for discussion. The footy show. The footy show. What, what is the uh, basis for your guilty pleasure? Um, well, I kind of started off doing it and, hang a on, couple of years this ago. the Just AFL footy show or yeah, the NRL the footy AFL show? with Eddie and Sam and you Trev know, and the gang. I used to Pete host... Smith <laughs> says every freaking week. <laughs> I used to host a, a, a show on Triple R with Michelle Laurie, who was a big fan of the NRL Footy show with Fatty Vorden, who yes. broke his back or something this year. Yeah, probably uh, wearing a dress. Um, no, That's something serious happened, and and he was out of action. Oh, for, really? Yeah, a couple of months. Anyway, so what, what's the appeal for the uh, AFL footy Surely, show? Surely, uh, footballers shouldn't be allowed near microphones. Well, uh, some of them are pretty good. Um, uh, I initially got into it because I wanted to monitor. Um, it was the. The Sam factor, basically. Right. And, and his outrageous behaviour on it. Actually, since I've, I've started watching, he hasn't really done anything controversial. Like he hasn't blackface or being... Yeah, he hasn't dressed up as a Jew and then gone and hit some Aborigines. <laughs> no. Right. No. <laughs> um, but uh, I am fascinated by Sam's mailbag and uh, the street talk. Wait, hang on. Let me get this straight. Street talk is where Sam... Goes to probably Ackland Street and makes fun of retards. No, Ackland, <laughs> is that Ackland Street's a little highbrow for Sam? Right, no, he's down there from time to time. But yeah, and and like he's so tall, and he gets in with the mic, and like he he comes, he bends over them, and it looks like he's about to headbutt them. It's it's amazing. It, it, I don't know what it is that, <laughs> that uh, is the attraction, but I don't know. Well, uh, apparently, its future is questionable as well. Really? Yes, this uh, this came out a, a couple of weeks ago, and this is actual rumor and speculation. This is uh, this is not just stuff what I've made up on the spot. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, the AFL Footy Show has not been uh, doing as well as everyone would have liked because it's been up against Lost. Pretty much because it's been up against Lost. I uh, I hate to trump you again with the Herald Sun, right? But uh, I'm leaving. It uh, apparently. I'm going to threaten to leave every show. <laughs> it's uh, it's back to its good old best, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. Rated uh, five hundred and fifty thousand viewers in Melbourne last week to blitz the opposition. 
to use uh, Robert Fidgeton's exact lingo. It's got to be purely the, the lost That lost has finished. You'd think so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the Amazing Race. No more Amazing Race. Well, yeah. Because was but it still actually got the amazing game, the mole? <laughs> <laughs> was it actually up against Lost? I think because Lost is eight thirty. Eight thirty, and then the amazing race was on. Yeah, after so. Lost. Mm. So, but they would they would have lost a, a lot of viewers because the people watching Lost would have gotten hooked on the amazing race. I'm guessing, and now that they're back. They go, oh shit! Footy shows on. Mm. Oh, oh. And it's finals time. And well, yeah, Channel Seven have, have done it pretty well this year, and Channel Nine have been running scared. It's really bizarre. Um, have we have we finished off on that? Because I've got some newsy things. You've got some newsy things. I have some newsy things. Well, go ahead. Uh, one being that uh, there's there there are rumours flying around that uh, Channel Nine are des- redesigning their logo, and they're going to lose the balls. Really? Yeah. Wow. They've had those balls for as long as I can remember. They've had them for well. Yes, they have had them for a long time. I think it was 92 that they came in and they, they hadn't been there for about 15 years before that. And it's been on and off for the last 50 years. So what, what are they going to have? IX? Well, this is, this is yeah, like, like when Channel 10 branded themselves X. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was to cash in on the, uh, on the popularity of the NXS album. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, what there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of chatter about uh, what could possibly be the new uh, logo that'll come out from them. Maybe something kind of metallic 3D looking like the ABC have done with their formerly flat logo. Um, you know, give it a bit of life. Channel One had a metallic 3D logo. A it gold. Was gold. Yes. So what they're going to come and out with? At that it? point, they didn't have the balls. Ah, right. But the nine has always been that shape. It's always been a, a square. Not always, but for a long time. Yes. Right. Yep. Well, clearly, I've been asleep. Yeah, probably for the last four decades. <laughs> that's that's really interesting, though. So they're they're that scared that they're going to redesign their logo, mm. which. Which is, fair, it's got it, to be one of the the most most recognised brands on Australian TV. But also, is it really that important to the viewers? I, I would like to hear listeners' comments on this. As a viewer, do you give a shit what the logo is? Oh, but you can already almost read the letters to the Green Guy complaining about it and the obtrusiveness of its watermark stuff. <laughs> Freaking water- since, watermarks. <laughs> since redesigning their logo, their watermark's gotten bigger <laughs> and more solid. Maybe and it moves can, around too much. Maybe they can give it legs and it'll jump in on, on the little slider things down the side. Do you remember, yeah, um, yeah Channel 7 got heaps, copped heaps of flack for their ribbon folded in half logo, which they're still currently using and seem to be very, very happy with. Yeah, but it wasn't anywhere near as... Like, the ribbon folded in half, quite nice. When they had that television that was walking around and falling in love and having sex on a <laughs> beach and stuff, <laughs> it was bizarre. It's bizarre what networks do with their with their logos. It was, and it was two two in that theme. Uh, there was a, a specific summer one as well. Yeah, that was yes. having sex on the beach, and then there was a Christmas one. Yeah, and then it became uh, oh, <laughs> with with the Channel Seven celebrities singing. Yes, <laughs> it was, and then it became a little animated logo that you know danced or fell off the side of the screen or whatever uh, when they came back from ads. Which I always just took as uh, as shooting practice. 
wish that I had one of those PlayStation's guns and see if I could shoot it off the screen. I just used my 303. I've gone through a few what? TVs, though. Is that a drum machine, Brett? <laughs> Sorry, 22. Okay. Have we got any more news? The 22s just bounce stuff, generally. Um, yes. Have you seen ABC News over the week? No. Red Simons is doing the weather. No. Red Simons. <laughs> Where's it's, Paul Higgins? I, I have no idea. Apparently, Red... Was, was there a behind-the-news emergency? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm wondering if, if this is uh, the, uh, some, sort, some form of cross-promotion for the ABC, because Red obviously does breakfast on uh, LO in Melbourne. Well, 774, 774 ABC Melbourne. And uh, ABC Victoria. Is it, is it Victoria? You know what? I have no idea. Um, so, I'm leaving. So he's still doing his breakfast. He's doing the fill-in for uh, the ABC News weather, including the news breaks. Um, and I also heard him in on Derek Gill's show uh, playing playing backup guitar with with a couple of people in the <laughs> studio there. He's just freaking everywhere, and I'm sure he's not sleeping. So he must be back on the, uh, the if no we can, While we're on radio, I just have to say that... And for those people who are confused, we're not actually on radio. It's radio on the internet. Mm. But we're talking about radio, and that's what I meant when I said, well, we're on radio. Because <sighs> you were both looking at me confused. Yeah. Shit, we're on radio. <laughs> While we're on the topic of radio uh, and 774, Derek Gill has been away this week. And, uh, and they had Jane Clifton on earlier in the week. Yep, which and I think was when Red was in. Just in case she wasn't nutty enough. Well, I've, I was just about to move on to... Tracy Bartram oh, last night God. in conversation with Kerry Armstrong. What? It was, yeah. It was off topic. That's what it was. And speaking of bad feelings um, and radio, I hear that uh, Chopper Reed actually did the news and traffic watch on Nova recently. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the, uh, maybe the ABC can get him in when, when Red moves along from doing their weather. <laughs> if, well, you're on, if you're on Punt Road, watch out, they're after you! <laughs> <laughs> but I can't believe the media, like, like there has been media whores that the ABC are putting in. Richard Stubbs. Tracy Bartram. I hear Richard Red Stubbs Simon's is gone. Much. Oh, God, I hope so. I hear Richard Stubbs is gone. Quite frankly, Richard Stubbs hasn't done anything good since he used to host uh, Tonight Live with Steve Weisart on Friday nights. I love that one. Yeah. He was great then, that remember? Was my favourite, yeah. Remember? He was funny. <sighs> Not but anymore. he just... He, yeah, I don't know if, it's, if it was just his writers back then um, that he wouldn't have now in the uh, afternoon slot on ABC. But he was just... It was so painful. I'm going to see if I can find some writers from Tonight Live and, uh, and talk about those days. I'm writing it down Excellent. in my notes. Uh, the word on Virginia Trioli's uh, replacement. Thankfully, Tracy Kiro hasn't been doing it this week. Um, it must have been your letter, Brett. Is that... Uh, what? Well, yeah, I was wondering about maybe the, the green guy just forwarded it on to, <laughs> it on to the ABC. <laughs> and especially if Richard Stubbs is going now. <laughs> Maybe they're going to put him <laughs> to that. Stephen Mayne's got drive on LO. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was in my letter, remember? Oh. No, um, I'm just dreaming. Right. Uh, no, apparently a woman, uh, somebody you wouldn't expect, uh, hasn't really been doing the media thing recently, is, is the quiet word that we've got. Right. So, so it's, it's not going to be Tracy Kira. It's not going to be Jennifer Kite. 
Uh, it's going to be that be... girl who did the bum dance on Big Brother. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Marie. Marie. Oh, who I saw her in... She was on... Uh, I believe she was on Bodywork during the week. Yes. Um, I... I... I didn't see it, but uh, I saw the ads, and um, yeah, she's uh, she's exercised and done everything she can to get her, to get rid of her uh, rather plump body, but her breasts just keep hanging down. So she was going into body work to get her uh, her breasts done, I believe. To get her her breasts, what just have some kind of plywood put underneath <laughs> to to keep them hanging up. She's got big breasts, of course they're going to hang down. But I think uh, she was thinking with the rest of her new body, they didn't kind of fit anymore. Right. But I can't say for sure I didn't actually see the show. So No, I just saw an ad and yeah. and saw her and, and it took me a few seconds to realise. Well that when it was she was her. doing those uh smoking ads, the for Nicorette or whichever one she does like that, um, it looked like somebody had shrunk her. Like they'd put a hose into her and sucked out all the fat or something. She which, looks she looks very freaky now. Which is isn't that what liposuction is? Oh, yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she could have also had some banding done. We don't know. We don't know. As I say, rumour and What's speculation. Banding? What's banding? Yeah. I'll tell you off air. Okay. You um you just can't be a chubby person on TV though anymore, can you? You'd get suckered into one sort of program or another and then yeah. Well, I don't know, Coxie. Coxie's it's not thin. No. By Coxie by, from the Roxy. Yeah. Um, Gavin Wood. <laughs> Dave O'Neill. Dave o- well, yeah, when's the last time Dave O'Neill appeared on television though? Uh, oh, Specs and Specs. Oh well yeah. As well as that uh, Sunday night comedy thing. And uh, and also, isn't he the security guard on the mall? <laughs> <laughs> and um, but speaking of uh, fat people on TV, uh, they've, got a, um, they've got a second se- a series of celebrity overhaul coming soon. And apparently, uh, one of the celebrities listed is Merv Hughes. Now, didn't wasn't he on the first series? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he was on the first. <laughs> He's just having another shot. <laughs> this time he's really going to beat Phelpsy. That's that's all he's thinking. So just finally in the news, uh, the, also back to the uh, ABC It's the longest TV news segment in the history <laughs> of this show. TV news. Um, they've they've uh, got into this thing at quarter past seven uh, in the seven o'clock bulletin, which uh, basically has Ian Henderson going on about uh, what's coming up on the program in the news. Right. And uh, then like a... a little three-second bumper, as though the spot where they would put the ad. I'm wondering uh, if they're going to break up the ABC News and uh, do a bit of an SBS. Ah. Of course, I'll just be advertising an Outback House. Queue up two bumpers. Two of them? Queue up two bumpers. Okay. But don't play them in a row. What? I'm going to test out this theory. (laughs) I'm going to test it out. Queue up two, but only play one. What do you mean? Play one now, <laughs> and then I'll talk for a bit, and then I'll stop talking, and you play the other one. Okay. I'm testing the theory of the ABC okay. News. You ready? Yep. Coming up later on the show, we will have Buy This ads with Brett Copley, some Ray Watch, and uh, if we get some time, we'll uh, do some reviews and talk about some new shows starting in the US fall season. That's coming up later on Box Cutters. That works for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Ads. <clears throat> Buy this. 
Brett Cropley. I haven't seen too much that's uh, really caught my attention over the week. Uh, just a little product that uh, was, I think it was late night, um, called the Posture Alert. <laughs> but the dominating R- thing Russ about... Russ and I both <laughs> said <that> very straight <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> the dominating thing about this ad is that it's a blink, if you, a blink and you'll miss it. It goes for about uh, 10 seconds. But... Um, in that ten seconds, you have you have examples of the posture alert going off four times, which is just this ear piercing <laughs> <laughs> posture alert. Save your kids. <laughs> and how? How? How does the like? What do you do? You strap electrodes to your kids, and when their posture's bad, it goes like. How does it work? All right. Remember back in the 70s as kids and uh, parents would actually use a, a holster and a leash for their kids to stop them running off and and uh, doing whatever. 70s. Being I saw, able to get out. I saw a woman with four kids walking down Hotham Street the other day and she had exactly that. It was Really? It was like she was a dog walker but for kids. I haven't seen it here since, since the 70s. When I was in the UK, they still have it over there. Um, they love their bondage going together with their kids over there um but basically it's it's uh, a a bit of a belt in a figure eight um with with this sensor in the middle of it and you put it over your shoulders and across your back so the sensor's in the middle of your shoulder blades right and then so you put it on and and uh, while you're working at the computer or playing on the piano, and it has pictures to to demonstrate uh, how this would happen, you put it on there, and if you start to slouch, which in those cases that's where you kind of generally start to slouch, typing at the keyboard, <laughs> <laughs> and if you slouch, it goes off. That's a lot of information for a ten second ad. Well, they have a website. <laughs> ah. <laughs> So I went and uh, got the blurb from there. The posture alert is designed and dedicated for children and adolescents who have a slouched or dropped posture, as well as protruding scapular bones <laughs> and a flattened rib cage. I find nothing less attractive. <laughs> <laughs> protruding scapular bones. By simply putting on the easy-to-wear posture alert while working with computers, watching TV, doing homework, or doing other sedentary office duties, it's sedentary. It beeps. Sedentary. And, sorry, I've got another correction for you. Whoever wrote this copy, terrible. Because oh, oh, scapular oh. bones, tautology. Plain and simple. Okay. You can't have scapula anything else. No, some, there's, there's more. All right, right. <laughs> Please, go ahead. Uh, it beeps if you slouch. And it's so natural and lightweight. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that you do not realise that you're wearing one. The posture alert is invented by... Is invented by Dr. Andrew Zaleskshuk, a highly regarded Polish doctor specialising in physiotherapy. He spent many years of his life in research and rehabilitation physiotherapy and has helped thousands of children to grow up naturally with corrective posture as opposed to malformed postures. Uh, they encourage wearing the posture alert, of course, because they're selling it during the children's growing years of posture formation. It is equally effective for working adults. I think I might get you one, Josh. Who who holds sedent, sedentary, sedentary? Who holds sedentary office positions, working long hours with computers or dealing with paperwork? <clears throat> Actually, the Prime Minister of Australia holds a sedentary office position. 
Yeah! The posture alert beeps when you slouch a leading <laughs> to sit straight. It is easy to put on with adjustable straps to fit almost all body sizes and can be worn over or under clothes. Um, <laughs> if you get me one, Brett, I will only ever wear it over my clothes. <laughs> Remember, poor posture arises from bad sitting habits and can develop very early in life, especially during the adolescence TS or growing years. <laughs> Thus, it is important that this should be corrected at an early age. In Poland, Posture Alert received positive opinions <laughs> and recommendations from clinics and institutes. Additionally, it was awarded the quality certificate from the National Public Health Institute and Register of Medical Products. I don't know what quality public health is at in Poland at the moment, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's pretty poor form. I guess anything better than barbed wire. If if you do get me that brat, I will wear it outside of my clothes and only ever in a cinema. And from memory, it's only uh, twenty nine. <laughs> I'm not sorry, sure that you can sorry, actually. Sorry, I'm slouching. <laughs> sorry, so embarrassing. Though I'm not sure you can actually lean up against anything because wouldn't that do the same thing? It would push it into your spine and and beep. Ah. Oh. So you couldn't also, like, wear it on a busy tram? <laughs> no. 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 Hey, Brett, do you want to do another segment? Uh, yeah, what are we up to? We're up to your Raywatch segment. How, do I, how does this happen? Uh, you know what? It's bad planning. Do you want us to go into reviews? Oh, you won't have any time left for Raywatch. Oh, 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 no. Um, well, let's, let's go to that with this. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. I'm Naomi Robson. First, foul language. Is it acceptable or should people's mouths be washed out with soap and water for swearing? The fucking drop it in at the last minute. It should be able, you should be able to read every yeah. fucking word, every comma. It yeah. should be very specific yeah. because if we've seen it before, it's got a chance in our mind to go, oh, look, they're fucked oh, up, exactly, they fucked yeah. up that. But if you've never seen it before, it makes no sense. Yeah, no, you, exactly. But it's just, I think they have just a contempt. Oh yeah, it's like, oh fuck you, you know, like bad luck, you'll just have to, you know, walk the minefield and come out looking okay, if you don't, not our fault. Yeah, exactly. You're the fuckwit who wasn't able to, you know, sort of work it out as you're going along. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, you sit up here and you read this bloody auto. And that, and that, listeners, is how box cutters became involved in the Channel 7 suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, we weren't, but we are now. Yes. Yes. Ray Watch, Brett Cropley. Naomi Robson uh, presents Today Tonight, five nights a week on the Seven Network. Uh, And uh, I had a bit of a look, and uh, they're investigating Telstra. Are are they? They (laughs) Are they ripping off consumers? (laughs) Yes, Telstra are ripping off consumers. And and it's easy enough to find out, because if you actually actually sit by the phone with a stopwatch and time all your calls, and then look at the bill at the end of the month when you get it, back you'll know that they're ripping you off and it happens all the time and it's just not good enough uh who is calibrating your stopwatch and who's calibrating their timers you are right see i don't think you are i don't think anyone knows how to calibrate their own stopwatch so so they had scientists going in with with all the properly calibrated equipment and uh they proved it and how how far out are they? Oh, it's, it's minutes, hundreds of dollars a year. Right. Yeah. Damn it! I'm calling them now. <laughs> 
So uh, that was just uh, uh, stating the bleeding obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, it got onto a story about uh, childcare. Is it good or bad for your kids? Every day, hundreds of thousands of people, parents gamble with their child's future because uh, some say that daycare dangerously stresses our kids. Hang on. Is it good or bad for your kids? Well, clearly it's better than leaving them at home alone. Or in the car in the hot sun. Or in the car in the hot sun. <laughs> or at I the say it's uh, good. casino car park. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> there's that option as well. <laughs> Uh, well, again, the, the scientists have gone into the childcare right, centres. and calibrated some kids. <laughs> They've been doing spit tests that allow them... <laughs> it allows them to check for the stress enzyme. And guess just, what? Guess I what, I just Josh? had this image of scientists going in and spitting on kids <laughs> and then seeing if that stressed them out or not. So they check for the stress enzyme. The stress enzyme. That's its, that's its technical name. Also the, known as amylase. And guess what, Josh? That's a science joke for any biomedical scientist out, out there. Amylase. Go on. And guess what, Ross? What? <laughs> they Stop found talking. that some of those kids were stressed. And stress leads to drug no. dependency. No. If, if parents send their kids to childcare, they're going to become a junkie. It's as plain and simple as that. In fact, one of the women they they spoke to in this report said that childcare is a license for neglect and it's creating a behavioural time bomb. I was almost back. I was almost back. It's um. It it continued on like this for about seven minutes, and uh, then in the end, there was there was they made a list of suggestions to make sure that uh, the childcare centre that you send your child to is good. Uh, but there wasn't actually any kind of solid conclusion about uh, whether childcare was good or bad. For can you Can you try the spit test at home to see whether your kid's <laughs> stressed or not? No, you've got to be a qualified scientist. Oh, really? Yep. Um, <laughs> How so? so how can you make sure that your that your childcare centre is good as opposed to one of the stressful ones? Is it is it one of the ones that isn't smelling selling smack to the kids? Is it how old are these kids going to be when they when they develop drug addictions? Six, seven. Right. Yep. Right. So basically, um, we're going to be running around with a world of Drew Barrymores. Mm, mm. So essentially, uh, Naomi had been uh, Drew. Don't sue. Really, it was a long time ago. We're over it. Bruking this this uh, story coming up saying that they weren't going to answer and then in the end of the story there was there was no conclusion and uh we cut back to naomi and and uh she gives us a little bit of a uh so there you have it we'll be back after this (laughs) (laughs) oh bless them Mm. Mm. bless them and their socks Mm. for oh no over on over on the other side. Uh, how are you 10. watching both yeah, of these? Are you, are you taping one? Are you watching an hour? <laughs> this is of- actually the next night. A right. little bit like uh, Ross Warnicke's article because it does mention that they were on separate dates. Yes, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tape it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ray on the current affair. Uh, there was some fantastic foot in the door tabloid current affairs TV journalism with a story on some guy trying to sell the personal letters of Glenn McGrath. I think that he is he some sort of sportsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a he's he's a fast bowler, a fast bowler. Yes, okay. he's a very good fast bowler. Um, so as opposed to Grant Bowler, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good bowler though too. 
I, you know what? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I just remember him as the bald guy from Medivac. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently uh, this guy used to be a friend of the family, knew, his, knew Glenn McGrath's sister or something, and, and happens to have these letters and he's got on eBay and there's, See, uh, there's some outrage that he's trying to profit off these. Where's the, where's the extortion threat? What does Glenn McGrath care if this person's selling letters that his mum wrote once? Well, you see, there's nothing actually against the law about this guy <laughs> trying to do this. But but, um, what, but why does why does Glenn McGrath even care? Like, is there anything particularly scandalous I, in the letters? Well, maybe. I'm and guessing at, at the end of the story, Ray gave us his very serious face. Hang on, was Glenn <clears> McGrath actually spoken go to, to in the? No, right, no. And said we did. Home. We did go to lengths to uh, to not mention the content of those letters. Ah, okay. Um, but anyway, they they. Uh, Got in touch with the guy that was selling them and uh, went and had a, a meeting with him, and you know, as a potential buyer with the special spy cam poking <laughs> oh. out of the buttonhole, um, and and you know, got him uh, on camera doing that. And then the the proper crew comes out with the cameras and and uh, and he slammed the door in their face. You <laughs> pressed no, that that was. It looked like they were in Mallorca actually. Oh, it, was, it was looking like something like that, <laughs> and then so this, do, you, do you mean Barcelona? And then the commentary goes, uh, but when our crew approached him, he was running like a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits hop. <laughs> but a beautiful uh, closing shot on that story with uh, him running away down the street, and the uh, reporter saying, "You can't keep running." <laughs> <laughs> it's just plain physics. <laughs> Thanks and for that, that Brett. It's Ray Watch. I'm going to go through these reviews very quickly, mm. Brett, mm. because uh, quite frankly, I want to get onto what's coming up next week in the new fall season in the US. <gasps> I'm a lot more excited about that mm. than I am about these reviews. Rockstar and Excess, basically, we've covered that. Brooke Burke wears very little clothing. Uh, <laughs> the, the members of In Excess uh, sit there. The Farris brothers particularly sit there with sunglasses on mm-hmm. the whole time, which I can't actually say what that means because it would be libelous. But <laughs> Is there something wrong with their eyes? There's, uh, they may have done something that has caused their eyes to well, be light sensitive or something. Members mm-hmm. of a rock band, so they've probably been up late playing gigs and such. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. There's so, that is, so is the show basically just uh, Australian Idol, but within excess? Pretty much. It's a, it's a Mark Burnett production because he has to do something in the off season because he's not making enough money with Survivor and or The Apprentice. He's raking it in. And uh, and essentially, there were 15 contestants who have to uh, sing songs and then get judged by the audience. The bottom three, uh, the bottom three have to come back the next night and each sing an in excess song, and they are judged by in excess. And at the end, minus one. <laughs> well, yes, yes, because. Because he's What's dead. his name from Noiseworks <laughs> couldn't make it to... Uh, oh, and Terence Trent Darby. Jo- John Stevens. Uh, uh, yeah, John Stevens, Terence Trent Darby. Sananda Matea. Pardon? Sananda Matea. Is Terence H- Trent Darby's... Hakuna Matata. <laughs> is Terence Trent Darby's new name. Really? Oh, he's really? releasing stuff under it, yeah. Oh. Right. Is he, is he going to try to re- re-release Another Fish Nor Flesh? <laughs> no. 
sign your name across my heart. <laughs> He's got new stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, I think the name what, means, means God's word or something in some oh, languages. And Terence Trent Darby doesn't mean anything. It's apparently. a terribly no. freaking up yourself name to call yourself. Well, you know, it's <laughs> Terence Trent Darby. It's no surprise, really. Uh, so, yeah, so, so that's, that's the way that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Stevens couldn't make it. Michael Hutchins, I don't know, he's busy <laughs> with something. They're trying to replace Michael Hutchins with one of these people. And, and, uh, and some of the contestants are good, some of them are bad. I'm quite a big NXS fan, have been for a very, very, very long time. And it is one of the saddest and most pathetic things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Why to- are they bothering? Well, see... They don't need any no. more money, do they? No, they don't. And, but I mean, we were just the saying, last three albums that they released with Michael Hutchins were shit outs. Well, terrible. no, see, Welcome to Wherever You Are was a great album. Full Moon Dirty Hearts was a shit album. But Welcome to Wherever You Are quite liked that one. But okay, seeing, they've, uh, that. seeing <laughs> they've already rela- replaced their lead singer on three different occasions, is it? It does kind of smack of a band that doesn't know when to let it all. Yeah, they let it all go. It's like the new doors. Although at least with the new doors, they had, uh, what's his name from the cult? Richard Ashcroft? Richard. No? Ashbury? Something a- like that. Asprey. Something like that. Asprey. Ian Asprey. Ian Asprey. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so in excess of doing this, and uh, Tim Ferriss is, uh, is the person in charge of getting rid of of the, the last person. And the first episode of NXS Rockstar, he clearly had no idea how he was supposed to say, goodbye, you're gone. You're fine. Don't call us. We <laughs> Don't call us and we won't call you. How about get the hell out of my office? <laughs> well, let's, see, I would have loved that. Or quite frankly, shit house. I would have loved that as well. But now, isn't, that, isn't that one of the uh, stable parts of the uh, reality genre? That you have to have a, good, uh, a yes. good catchphrase to get rid of your contestants? Yes, and Tim Ferriss is... I'm sorry, but you're just not right for our band in excess. <laughs> that's how he says it too. And does he, does he give it a little bit of the... <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's trying to look very sincere through his dark glasses. If he's got his eyes open or not, I have no idea. And strangely enough, the least charismatic member of in excess... Which, Gary Gary Beers. Yes. I reckon he should go out solo. Gary Gary Beers is the most charismatic member of in excess now. He always was. No! <laughs> People no, he wasn't. He notice. was terrible. Michael was jumping around in front of him. <laughs> but he is absolutely shining on this show. And Brooke Burke doesn't wear very many clothes. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> she really... They, she's been wearing less and less and less every week. And, uh, and if I could, uh, you know, paraphrase Vesna from this year's Big Brother... There was a time last night on the episode where I thought I might see her snatch. <laughs> But um, speaking of good catchphrases for reality shows, they're doing a um, a Chinese version of uh, The Apprentice, and apparently it offends <laughs> with Martha Stewart. Oh no, no, that's, that's a separate one. <laughs> but apparently it uh, it offends Chinese sensibilities to have the boss say "You're fired," and so the catchphrase translates to something more like "Thank you for your time, but I think you would." be more suited to other employment opportunities, <laughs> <laughs> which is just as catchy. <laughs> why, why couldn't they just have, we'll have security escort you out? <laughs> that that would have worked know. very nicely. <laughs> uh, I, put a, I put a request up on the blog, mm. boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com. Mm. 
for uh, people who watched Blackjack in the Money on Sunday night on Channel 10. And he to, didn't uh, actually explain it as, as we were communicating today, what exactly Blackjack in the Money Well, was. I'm guessing that people who had seen it would know what I was talking about. And people who hadn't seen it wouldn't have the faintest idea and didn't matter because I didn't want them to reply. And when they asked, you would just ignore the question. And I'd just go, <laughs> if you didn't watch it, you don't know. Blackjack is a, a series of telemovies. Uh, co-written by Sean McAuliffe and Gary McCaffrey. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, about... Why didn't you tell us about this last week? I would have watched it. I didn't know it was going to be on. I then saw the ad, I think, last Thursday night and went, oh, I might watch that. You know what? Shit house. Ah. Absolutely shit house. There was a whole storyline that never got resolved. And it's a, it's a one-case cop drama where uh, this guy played by Colin Friels... Uh, solves a cold case. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like cold case, but instead of having a cold case every week, there are about three of them a year. <laughs> so it's a lazy cold case. <laughs> it's a very lazy cold case. I did flip very briefly past that. And there was there was this whole kind of extortion storyline that never, ever, ever got resolved, just kind of disappeared into nowhere. I have no idea what happened to it. Maybe I it looked was, under the couch. It wasn't there. Maybe it was a bit like Mulholland Drive and they were going to actually make it into a series. So they had to start all these threads. No, that Brett. didn't end up going anywhere. No, it was always going to be telemovies. They're making another set of telemovies, which, uh, if I'm to believe what I read last week, which clearly the Green Guard <laughs> could have any number of, <laughs> of flaws in it, uh, Sean McAuliffe is writing on his own without Gary McCaffrey. So maybe that'll be better. Maybe that will be worse. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. And uh, if anyone hasn't caught up with the fourth season of The Shield, Channel 10 did start showing it last week. Uh, There have been two episodes of The Shield. With no no indication that it was a new series? Absolutely none. Absolutely none. (laughs) So just suddenly, if you weren't paying attention, you suddenly jump forward six months or a year, or there was there was quite a big time gap. Yeah, it's about it's about six months from when Mm. one episode ends to when the next episode begins. And the the funny thing about that is, Channel Ten for the last three and a half years have been showing a couple of episodes of the Shield here. They seriously showed like four episodes of the Shield, and then stopped showing the Shield. And then the next year came back and started showing it from episode five. So they have shown every single episode of The Shield. There have just been ridiculously long breaks. And then kind of to make up for it, uh, they're showing at 10.30 every Wednesday night. And they've just gone straight from season three into season four. Nobody knew. A lot of people have gone and gotten the first three seasons on DVD and uh, completely lost it. Had no idea. Brett Mm. (laughs) Crumpley! Is that our time up? Is that what you're saying? It's almost our time up. Can I quickly... It's like five minute warning. Right. Yeah. Uh, I quickly want to talk about new shows coming up in the US. So if you can introduce me into one of those. Okay. Yeah, you're just not ready, are you? I didn't do that, did I? No. Uh, No, you're not playing it. Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, Ah, the uh, new fall season starts in the US this week. Uh, new shows are starting on the nineteenth and the twentieth 
of September, including uh, new episodes of Arrested Development are starting. Uh, I think new episodes of Scrubs are starting. But what interests me most about the full season are all the new shows that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And there are some great ones, and there are some absolute shitholes. <laughs> uh, one, one of the good ones that is being plugged like you wouldn't believe on the young person's internet uh, is a show called My Name is Earl, starring Jason Lee of Mallrats fame. What, you're looking at me like you're going to say something, Brett Cropley? And now you're just smiling because you left me hanging <laughs> with your cast. I, I was reading uh, online about uh, some massive publicity thing that they did in Entertainment Weekly, the magazine over there. Um, a little, uh, you know, like your um, <clears throat> birthday cards that you open it up and they sing happy birthday. <laughs> Something akin to that, in a, in stuck in between a couple of pages in a magazine. Right. But it was quite substantial. It had a mini speaker in it and then, like, the little circuit board, but three batteries, three, like, watch batteries to run this thing. And it was all advertising, my name is Earl. Yes. So they've been throwing a lot of money at it. I wonder if it's good. Because, you know, you always get that kind of suspicion out of that. Anyway. If it it was good, they wouldn't have to do things like that. You'd think. You'd think. But I don't know. I I am going to check that out through the bit torrents because mm-hmm. I do love getting TV when I want it. Mm. One of the shit shows <laughs> that are, I can't see how they're going to get even a season's worth of stories out of this. A show called Inconceivable is going to air Friday nights at 10 o'clock on NBC. And uh, it, uh, you know, it's got a whole lot of people who I have no idea who they are. And it's kind of an ER follow-up, but it's all about, it's a medical drama. Oh, I can see where this is going. About a fertility clinic. <laughs> I need that sperm stat. <laughs> what are they going to do? I, you know what? I'm, I'm curious, but not curious enough to to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some others that I've uh, that I've highlighted. I'm skipping over one and going straight to a show called Ghost Whisperer because it stars my girlfriend Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yep. Uh, she's waiting for me at home right now. Have you Have you guys moved in together yet? Uh, no, no, no. She, uh, you know, she comes and visits. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And, mm-hmm. uh, but no, she's got her career. I've got my career. <laughs> That's what I call it. It's just too hard to... Anyway, she's been shooting this new show called Ghost Whisperer. Yep. It's which... kind of like a cross between Ghostbusters and the Horse Whisperer. Mm. <laughs> kind of. And it's me. also... <laughs> it's also kind of like Medium, which we've already had. <laughs> But with Jennifer Love Hewitt instead of Patricia Arquette. So, I, that's just a straight copy, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So, a little like um, when we had Profiler copying Millennium a few years ago. Yes. The exact same principle. Yes. Mm. The exact same principle. And didn't they also have the exact same lead? No, no, different lead. It was a different guy, but also with, uh, with acne scars. Um, possibly. I'm not that's- sure who the lead was. The lead for, um, the lead for Millennium was Lance Henriksen. Yes, fine actor, but I don't. Uh, I think the, it was a it was a girl lead for um, for, for profiler. For profiler, Lance Henriksen, a, a fine a fine actor and a great American Express advertiser, Mister so- Wong, Mister Wong. <laughs> I've lost all my travellers' checks. <laughs> and uh, and finally, coming up is a, a show on UPN, which uh, had Buffy on it for a while. Uh, Everybody hates Chris. 
mm-hmm. instead of Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody Hates Chris. Good buzz about that? Yeah, Chris Rock. Oh, oh really? Okay. Chris Rock narrating the story of him growing up in bed in Brooklyn. Oh, that should be worth a look. As Chris Rock? And it is actually Chris Rock narrating it. Is it really his story? You know what? I don't know. And I've watched the... Uh, I, I've seen the pilot. Yep. Obviously, first episode hasn't gone to air. I've seen the pilot of of this series, and it's not bad. One of the one of the worst things about it is that there is too much narration, mm-hmm. which is I never thought that I could say there'd be too much Chris Rock, but too much narration. However, he also does get the best lines, so you know, find the balance there. Definitely worth watching uh, if you can get well, it on the chance. Yeah. Well, what are the chances it'll be actually shown here? Do you think on free to air for us? Uh plebs without good internet connections 2008 <laughs> yeah um, that that that'll never it, it'll never play it might play over summer in between the cricket next year on channel nine it's got channel nine written all over it i wouldn't be surprised hey you know what might be good if we can uh, get some uh, uh, uh bit torrent links and put them on the blog mm. sure there you go sure i can do that is, is that it for overseas that's it done. i just want to ask is um when sopranos coming back Sopranos uh, airs on this. HBO in the States probably uh, sometime this season. But yeah. because only, they only do 13 episodes a season, uh, it could be any time anytime throughout. But it is but due. It is due this season. It is due it? this season, and I will do uh, research on it and find out for you. When Channel 9 decides to air it, though, that's an entirely different story. I've heard a bit of flip-flopping flopping on that. Uh, the Sopranos over in the States uh, was going to be the last season. Now it's maybe not going to be the last season. That, uh, that's been happening for the last... Yeah, that's basically happened since the end of season two. Uh-huh. Every, every year. Oh, it's sounding pretty certain. A um, couple of things. Uh, Channel 9 uh, is starting Survivor. Yes, Tomo- uh, very exciting. I was going to say tomorrow night, but I don't know Friday when you're listening to this. <laughs> Friday night. Uh, and repeating it at 1pm on Sunday, the 18th of oh, September. That seems to be the... Uh, trend with all networks now and a special encore presentation well, uh, i'm sure yes. it is rather than a repeat maybe maybe channel nine are trying to pick up on something that channel seven's been leading on although channel yeah. seven did put it uh, in more of a prime time spot than one o'clock on sunday afternoon um australian television enters its 50th year this week oh. 50 years of television in australia happy well birthday television. telly uh, there's a, there's a couple hey of, we should do a show about television there's a two-part series uh on channel nine Strangely enough, who might have a new logo soon? Um, and and a, what is is that the best of Graham Kennedy over fifty years of television? Best of Ian Turpy on nine. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. Uh, starts off with Bruce Gingell, Strangely enough, and um, Australian Princess, uh, which will be I think starting up after Australian Idol, is to be hosted by Jackie O. Oh, fantastic! I think they're already uh, running the ads for that. What she'll a work world with poison. She'll work with Princess Diana's butler, Paul Burrell. Oh. Wasn't he a cad? <laughs> Wasn't he the one that, that I think he was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the and the Duchess of York's Sydney-based sister, Jane Ferguson, on the Network Ten reality show. Um, uh. They did the same thing over in the states. Uh, Never screened it. Uh, they shot it for <laughs> Women's Entertainment for the NBC. No, Women's Entertainment bought it from the NBC, got it from the NBC, um, promptly became an infomercial-only network. <laughs> right. It's going to be good. How, um, Especially with... Jackie. That's not going to be able to cover the same sort of time slot. I mean, uh, Australian Idol is all over Channel 10 at the moment. Surely they're not going to have 
uh, nightly episodes of Australian Princess. No, It'll just it's going to be after Australian Idol. Yeah, but I mean, it won't it won't be have, have nearly as much airtime. No, no. When, when Idol finishes, are you talking? Brett? Yeah, yeah. When Idol ends. At the end of the season. Once we have a new Australian Idol, yes. then we'll look for a new Australian princess. They're not going to be competing. For no, a... I understand that, oh, but okay. it's, going to, it, it, it must, it's taking up a lot smaller bracket of the oh, yes. TV oh, no, program. No, no. Ross, I knew that you understood that. I thought the listeners might be confused. Ah, nobody, right. was, nobody was really <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> nobody was really sure what the producers were looking for in contestants. Uh, doesn't seem to be all uh, stunners. How doesn't the seem hell? to be hacks. How the hell? Does Jackie O have a career? I, where is her talent? Well, she's got a buddy on Australian Idol now. Yeah, I think that was it. I think maybe contractually, if he got Australian Idol, she had to get a show on 10 herself. How the hell? Because <laughs> she, uh, she also did Network Angels or whatever that Channel Thorpe's 7. Angels. So, Thorpe's Angels. <laughs> show was called. Uh, but uh, no... No, that's it. I'm going home to weep. That's the fantastic straight state of Australian reality television. Well, thanks for bringing that to our attention, Brett. That's okay. Ross? That's all for this week, I think. Yeah. We'll be back. Same time next week. Boxcutters.littlerunningbear.com and you can email us at theboxcutters at gmail.com. That's right. See you later. See ya. See ya. <laughs>